0: what's up everybody ryan satin here with the first smackdown roundup podcast we've been doing these raw roundups now we got the first smackdown one and it was an episode (laughs) Uh, today was a crappy day so let's move on from it by diving headfirst into everything that happened we had drew mcintyre coming out to start off the show with a promo that was interrupted by seamus seamus points out that he actually cashed in his Money in the Bank contract successfully once against none other than the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Little dig at Drew McIntyre. This prompts an appearance from Paul Heyman. He's got Adam Pearce in tow. And Heyman reminds the audience that Roman will be wrestling against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam in a last man standing match. Now, I haven't been able to talk about this on here too much yet. Uh, didn't really come up during the Raw roundup. But, yes, we've got Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I know I mentioned that I thought, I kind of mentioned some of the different Money in the Bank scenarios that could play out. But I didn't really talk necessarily about the actual med self, Brock Lesnar uh, against Roman Reigns last man standing match this is going to take a lot to, uh, get me hyped up for it. It's going to take a lot. And I think it's going to take more than just Paul Heyman being there. It's going to take Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns being there for me to really get invested. And so far, uh, that hasn't happened yet. We've we rarely see Roman Reigns on the shows anymore lately. i not really sure why, but that is the case. And so, uh, He's got Paul Heyman, he's got the Usos kind of still holding it down for the Bloodline, he's got Honorary Bloodline (laughs) member Sami Zayn uh, handling business for him as well, but uh, right now it's kind of hard to be excited about this match considering Brock Lesnar hasn't been around since WrestleMania, and Roman Reigns hasn't really been around as much since WrestleMania either, so it kind of feels like a retread of something we've seen, Uh, however, I know that with both of these guys, they're so good at what they do, uh, that I have a feeling, uh, we will be getting more invested as SummerSlam gets closer, I hope, I hope, because right now, uh, it's hard to really be super interested in that. Now, Pierce is pressured from, Hay- you can tell he's got this pressure going on from Heyman during the match, and he says that, uh, he was hasty, In including both competitors, the guys in the ring, uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, that he was hasty in including both of these guys in the Money in the Bank match after last week's show. And after some influence from Paul Heyman, it's his duty to inform the two of them that management has changed their minds and they will no longer be in the match unless they earn it. So if Sheamus and Drew McIntyre team tonight and beat the Usos, they'll be put back into the match simple enough, I guess. Um, And this is kind of my biggest gripe with this week's show, but I'm going to save my thoughts in full on this until after the main event when I get to it in, I don't know, whatever, 15 minutes. (laughs) So we'll get there. Hold on. Just uh, put a little pin in that. You're going to have to wait a minute. We'll get there, though. I promise. I'll, I'll dig deeper into that. Next, we had Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Sami Zayn wins this one with the Huluva kick. This was a great way to start the show. Between two guys, I will never get tired of watching in a match against one another. It's just they have such great chemistry together. Going back from their time at NXT and on, it's just like, Definitely never going to get tired of watching Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I love that Sami Zayn qualified for the Money in the Bank match. Uh, He's so good when it comes to ladder matches, Uh, he's so good when it comes to everything. Uh, Obviously, anyone who listens to all my podcasts or reads my articles knows that I am a huge Sami Zayn fan. Uh, So, yeah, I'm stoked. I feel like he's going to gel well with all the guys in this match and uh even though I don't think that he's gonna win it uh I think that it'll be fun to watch him on SmackDown for the next few weeks talking about <laughs> talking about uh how he wants to win it for Roman reigns. In fact, there was a promo later in the show uh where uh you know he's talking and 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 Caleb Braxton tries to get out of him that he's gonna uh, cash in where he gets mad at Caleb Braxton for asking him earlier if like he's gonna cash in on uh you know Roman Reigns trying to stir the pot a little bit and I liked where I liked with 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 Heyman being there kind of like being happy when he says that he's not going to cash in on Roman Reigns but then getting real pissed when he says he's gonna cash in on Brock Lester nice touch something for Sami Zayn to do until Money in the Bank good stuff next we had New Day versus Shanky and Jinder Mahal. But before the match was able to begin, New Day say they don't do repeated rematches and already did this last week. Funny coming from them after uh, being involved with the Brawling Brutes for like months at a time. Uh, But instead they say that they want to see what the crowd was robbed of last week. A dancing Shanky. So Shanky starts to dance, but Jinder stops him again. Shanky pushes Jinder away, and uh, Jinder heads off to the back angrily. Shanky dances with New Day. I kind of hope that this is the end of Shanky and Jinder, and they just let Shanky do his thing. I think he's fun. People are entertained by his whole dancing thing. Um, and then you know, let him feud with Gender for a little bit. Let him have a small program with Gender, and then let him go off and do his thing. People are liking it, um, although it is giving Gender a ton of heat every time he stops Shanky from dancing. But uh, I'm thinking that with that little push there, maybe that uh, maybe they'll be moving away from each other. We'll see. Now the Shanky and New Day they get interrupted by uh, the Viking Raiders theme song, and uh, I was confused about the commentary team acting, acting like they had never heard the Viking Raiders horn at the beginning, same horn they always use when it started to play, but everyone's acting like it was something new we had never heard before, which I didn't understand. However, uh, the Viking Raiders come out, they're now like wearing thick eye makeup, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit of a gear change, uh, but nothing too drastic, and they beat everyone down in the ring to signify that they're bad guys now. They're not the the fun-loving happy-go-lucky duo of the past. They're actual tough vikings. Honestly, this was badly needed. These two being like the goofy baby faces just really killed the tough guy persona that they were trying to exude. I hope it heals that they can be more dominant now and get their momentum back. I genuinely believe that there is value in the Viking Raiders team. I just didn't feel like there was value in what was being presented before. Um, I just didn't think that these two guys come across as like goofy necessarily. Uh, Maybe one more than the other, but I just feel it just, just, to me, when I look at it, they just seem like two tough guys. Like one of like, 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 like Eric is this tatted up, you know, Badass, who likes to hunt for real and likes to you know actually be one with the world and 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 he is that character and I don't think that he is someone who uh, who necessarily cares about what people thinks about him and I don't this feels more natural to him and Ivar as goofy as he may, as as good of a goofy character as he may be able to play the guy's huge the guy is like this imposing force so to me. I think that they'll have a much better run as bad guys than they did as good guys. And, like, at first when they came out, I got a little worried. Like, they showed that picture at first, and I thought, like, oh, no, please tell me they didn't repackage them into something ridiculous. But I don't know. Yeah, the the makeup and the outfits, they, they fit them to me. Like, I follow Eric on social media, and he's got, like, his own farm with Sarah and, like, uh yeah, I just to me this makes a lot more sense. A lot more sense. Uh after that there was Raquel Rodriguez and Lacey Evans versus Sonia Deville, who came out with Zaya Lee and Shayna Baszler. Lacey Evans wins for the team with the women's right, but after that, Shayna and Zaya attack. Uh however, the babyface team foils the attack and stands tall. In the end, I think Lacey Evans is a babyface. It it, I, it it's still confusing. Still t- TBD, I guess TBD. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, nothing really too deep to analyze here. Sonya Deville had a great promo before this, where she was talking crap to Adam Pierce. Um, I, I I I think that was a uh, that was fun, and I had missed her being on the shows. So it's good to see her back, even if she lost <laughs> in a in a handicap match, that's never fun for anyone. Actually, no, yeah, it's never fun for anyone. No. (laughs) All right, let's go to a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. All right, we're back. Next segment was Ronda Rousey. Wait, excuse me. Not Ronda Rousey. It was Natalia Rousey. (laughs) We had Natalia dressed as Ronda Rousey coming out with a stroller. Um, (laughs) I'm... I, sometimes I just I can't help it I like things that would con, you know might be considered like quote-unquote cheesy you know some of these things are funny you know there's there's like a, a fine line between you know eye-rolling cheese and enjoyable cheese and to me this was enjoyable cheese because it was so funny seeing her with the stroller and the eye makeup the eye makeup was you know on point looking just you know obviously like the same way ronda rousey does it probably the same makeup people but still uh yeah i just i i I was laughing the stroller was the best touch (laughs) because from afar i i i was like when it first hit i was like wait she's coming out with her kid that's unexpected that's dangerous like why is she doing that and then when it (laughs) zoomed in it showed it was natty i was like oh of course that makes perfect sense and then you know the stuff they were saying in this promo uh rousey specifically was uh, intense uh for i did like i gotta say i gotta give natty her props uh when she referred to ronda as the saddest woman on the planet that that uh tickled me got, i got a kick out of that one just because it was such like a ridiculous thing uh to say uh but obviously it was ronda rousey here who just came out guns a-blazing Uh, she when she tells uh, Natty, I almost didn't recognize you with your rack out. I'm not going to mutilate my body to chase impossible beauty standards like you. The closest you'll ever get to be a main attraction in this company is dressing like me, just like heater after heater after heater. I mean, I was just sitting there like, man, this is intense. And I know that they've had their uh, they've been going at each other on social media and it's been entertaining to watch and obviously it's been in character but still it's been entertaining to watch and so uh i like that they kind of brought that social media energy that they've had against each other into a segment i uh i know that they're obviously friends and they've shown it for a long time but man they're doing their damnedest to show to, to make everyone think otherwise because like I said, like the closest you'll ever get to be a main attraction in this company is dressing like me. And then they like, they tweeted that. Ever now everyone's tweeting that. Oh, I feel like that's not going to make Natty feel good. <laughs> um, but I love Natty's rebuttal here where she just takes the stroller and hits Ronda Rousey with the stroller. I just, I, I I can't you know it's been a while since we've seen a stroller attack in pro wrestling it's not usually the weapon of choice that you see pro wrestlers using uh against each other but Natty just chucked it right at her and I like that Ronda eventually fought it off a little bit but still the use of a stroller uh you got to give props to that you got to give credit to someone who is able to use a stroller against their opponent honestly I think you know haters will say this match wasn't good but to me it was entertaining and effective in building more interest in a match between these two. Gunther defended the IC title against Ricochet next and he won with a pretty dominant performance. I I wish there was more to say here. I don't know. I I just I think that Ricochet should be valued more. I feel like a broken record at certain times when I'm saying this over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again. But I just, man, I think that Ricochet could have been built into a future Universal title challenger at the at at at, at minimum if they had just put a little more effort into how he was treated as an IEC champion. And how he was treated in defeat. I think this one, like at least the last match was a little longer. But this one, I don't know. This one kind of felt like it was a little bit less of a, like 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 Ricochet put up less of a fight. And I'm sure there was less time. And it wasn't, you know, the main event. But still, I just kind of felt like Ricochet should have been treated a little better and handled with a little more care. We also had uh, Shotzi versus Tamina in another Money in the Bank qualifier, and there was this weird moment in the match where it seemed like Shotzi had lost for a second, but then like her foot was under the rope, so the ref eventually called it off. But he did seem to count three. It was it was uh, definitely a confusing couple seconds of the match, but Shotzi eventually wins with her new finisher, the Never Wake Up, to qualify. For money in the bank. I love that Shotzi is going to be in the money in the bank match. I think that there is huge potential in her as a talent, and it seems like they are starting to understand that a little more in the way that she's being handled on TV. So, uh, great, great sign of things that she was put into this match. The debut of Max Dupree's Maximum Models was supposed to happen after this, but it was once again postponed I guess this time their dressing room wasn't up to snuff uh still uh still gonna have to keep you know I'm still gonna have to play it safe with this one and I'll hold you know hold judgment until uh they actually debut but it did seem like they were referring to more than one person this time um I want I've seen that there was dark matches that they were that that was being done with uh mansoor and mace with new gimmicks as uh the male models but that was before max even really like before this whole thing started to be teased so i wonder it could be them uh but i'm really my gut is still gonna stick with uh my, my gut still says pretty deadly from nxt since they dropped the tag team titles uh, and I don't think we've seen them since, so I'm I'm still going with pretty deadly. And I laughed when Max Dupree said that they're going to titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures. That definitely sounded like a line directly from Vince from Vince McMahon, like no no question. All uh, right, another interesting thing that happened after that was Pat McAfee cut a, cutting a promo on top of the announce desk regarding Corbin coming out him last week, and he challenges Corbin to a match at SummerSlam after that. Um, I liked it. I, I, I This is kind of what I expected to happen after Corbin gotten his face last week. I kind of expected Pat McAfee and Corbin to be the next step, and that's what we got here. I think that these two are both so good on the microphone that uh, they're, they're going to have no problem building this one and making it interesting. This is a nice uh, reward for Corbin after you know helping with Madcap for the past few months and helping Madcap become more of a thing. And I think that it's uh, good for Pat McAfee to show that it, his WrestleMania match wasn't just a one-time thing and that occasionally we're going to see him as a part-time talent when the time calls for it. Lastly, we had Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos, and Sheamus and Drew won to re qualify for Money in the Bank. And this is like, this is, we can unpin now with what I was talking about at the top of the show. But I just, it's like, it's okay. Like, the whole story of this show was Drew McIntyre and Sheamus re earning their way into a match that we already saw them earn their way into last week. And there was no real reason for them to be taken out of it whatsoever anyways. So you knew that they were going to earn their way back into it. And there was just like no real reason for any of the main through line of this show. I just didn't get that. It's it's really hard to get invested in the match at all when it's so obvious that that this certain team is going to win because they were already going to be putting them. They were already putting in the match. We knew that it was going to happen. It was just clear that this was all filler, it felt like. So that's kind of how I felt about it. And it, I'm also really just like, this show needs Roman Reigns back on a full-time basis. And if not, um, I'm really hoping there's some sort of shakeup or something soon because um, the show is just really – it's really needing – yeah, it's really needing Roman Reigns back. That's how I feel. All right, before we get out of here, a few things. Let's do some housekeeping. Go follow, uh, excuse me, go subscribe to WWE on Fox on social media. If you're listening to this, it's not on video. It's only audio. So I know that you're more than likely already subscribed to this channel. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But if you are just listening to the audio version of this show, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you being part of this feed. I appreciate you listening. And I appreciate those of you who have left ratings and reviews for the show. I thought this one was very nice, which I saw on there after the last Raw Recap. It came in from Cam Cato 95 gave us five stars, saying not much to say. The recap show is something I've been wanting to listen to. Glad it's on this channel so I get my out of character interview as well. Can tell Ryan really enjoys talking wrestling. Thank you so much, Cam. I appreciate you listening. I haven't wanted to do a show like this myself. But like I said in the first one, uh, you know, when you're sitting here doing it by yourself, it's hard to understand. It's hard to tell if you're doing a good job. So when I read a review like that, it makes me very happy. Alright. I think I'm done here. I think I've given you the mini. The mini SmackDown, Cam got me all thrown off there. I've given you the mini SmackDown recap of the week. I think we covered everything there. Also, go follow WWE on Fox on social media before we head out of here. If you're listening on your phone right now, just go pull up whatever social media app that you're normally on—Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're, yeah, Facebook, <laughs> uh, TikTok, whatever. Go follow us on there. We appreciate it very much. You can follow me as well. I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media. You probably know that if you're listening, but if you don't, if you happen to stumble across this, that's where you can find me. Also, if you're listening to this and you don't already follow me on Twitch, I've recently started doing some streams on there as well. So go give me a follow. It's at Ryan Satin streams. All right, I'm done here. You've got enough of me. I can only give you so much content in the week. So, Go back to whatever you were doing, go listen to some music, go get some peace, go get some fresh air, and have a great weekend.